0: hello and welcome to inside track and field with coach rose this is a podcast about the track and field scene in prince george's county maryland where we came from where we are and where we're headed our guests will include athletes coaches and others that were instrumental in contributing to the rich strong heritage that is known for pg track and field we'll talk history champions records the past and current landscape around our sport in the washington metropolitan area affectionately known as the dmv so sit back and get ready to enjoy as we spend some time with some amazing guests laughing talking reminiscing all about our history welcome to inside track and field welcome back to inside track and field i'm your host coach carl rose today's guest has high school personal best of 56 54 for 400 meters two minutes and six seconds for the 800 four minutes and 50 seconds in the 1600 meters to top that off she also owns a cross country 5k pr of 17 minutes and 34 seconds the two-time state champion in cross country brought the title back to Prince George's County in 2005 and 2006. She's an All-Met, All-County, and All-American honor winner. At the 2007 Penn Relays, she was part of her team from the Eleanor Roosevelt Raiders that captured the championship of America in the four by 800 meters. Without further ado, we welcome to the show, Ms. Marika Walker. Welcome, Marika.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So one of the goals of the show is to celebrate and recognize the great history of um, track and field in PG. and PG. And I'm excited because you're also represented so well in the in the middle distance and distance events for us. So I'm excited for you to share some of those stories with um, with our listeners.
1: Okay, well, I'll, I'll try
0: to remember. I'm washed <laughs> up now. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll definitely try to get back to, to some of those good good uh, good days and try to remember not not so much the washed up times. That's funny. <laughs> so, um, let's jump right into tell me tell me what you remember about that that 2007 Penn relay event. What, what what do you remember? What sticks in your mind?
1: So actually, it's a good thing. So Coach Dunham has a memoir coming out about partially about that. So we had to recap a little Mm -hmm. to help him (laughs) with that. So luckily I've recently kind of talked about this. Um, The main thing I remember is the day that we, I don't remember if it was for the prelim or the final Mm -hmm. championship of America, but one of the days it was storming the entire day. Like I think it was a good six hours that we were waiting to race. And Like, you know, the time kept getting pushed back, pushed back. I think we warmed up maybe like four (laughs) times. Um, And we were in the Mm -hmm. basketball courts because before our races, Coach Dunham would make sure that, like, we're not communicating with other people. We were, like, very focused. So usually that would be, like, maybe three Mm -hmm. hours before our race. We kind of isolate, focus um, before we start warming up. But that day, (laughs) because it was storming so much, we were waiting forever. Like we were pretty much isolated for yeah, the entire wow. day. Um, so yeah, I think I really can't remember which race it was like, if it was the, cause I ran the, um, you ran both the, the, the prelims prelim okay. and then, yeah. And, and the championship of America. So yeah, I can't remember which one's was which, but I, I think, think it was, it was if I remember right, I think it was
0: the Friday, not the Thursday. I think it was the Friday that we just got a, a batch of bad weather all day and, and races just got pushed mm-hmm. back and pushed back, if I remember right. Yeah.
1: yeah, so yeah, we were racing very late. We ended up racing much later than we were supposed to, but yeah, that's the main thing I remembered, like just trying to eat like a little bit of bread, because yeah. we couldn't eat too much, because we don't know when we're going to start race, so trying to eat, a little bit and
0: just figuring yeah, it out. It was- how did you guys? How did you guys <laughs> feel once you got to the track, or how did you feel even, even like following the race? Did you, did you realize kind of like the mo the the moment, how, how how big it really was in the moment?
1: Um yeah, so I actually my dad's Jamaican. Um, I've been going to, to Penn relay since I was a little little kid. Um, of wearing course, Jamaican of course. <laughs> So I, and I actually didn't start running track until I went to high school. So I wasn't going like, oh, I'm going to run track one day. I kind of was just going. It was part of the culture. That's what we did. Yeah. So um, I actually hated (laughs) it back then because I was at a track all day. I really didn't have that much interest in track specifically. I was like, I like sports. Mm -hmm. I played soccer Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I would run track, but it wasn't.
0: A uh, uh, big interest, a
1: big interest for me. So, yeah, so, um, I had grown up watching pen relays, and then when I was like finally racing in pen relays, relays, I had raced, um, mm-hmm. a few times before that. I think my sophomore year, I okay. ran the DMR, and then obviously we yeah. ran the four by eight, um, yeah, the year before as well. Um, but I yeah I kind of knew how big it was because of how big it is in Jamaica like that is yeah that's that's (laughs) that's kind of the pinnacle of of their season at that point yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so I mean I knew how big it was and I used to get really really nervous before every race like every single race no matter matter what it was yeah. yeah so I was very nervous and then the way everything is set up at Penn Relays was like the moving into the different boxes that is even more stressful it's not just like a get on the track and you start your race it's like a build big build up before you ever start racing and i was in the dmr i think i was first leg no no i don't know (laughs) i don't remember but but no no no, yes i was the the first leg in the dmr so that you like immediately start once the race starts but i wasn't First leg in yeah. any of the four by eight. So I'm sitting, kind of having, having that to anxiety wait, still to, <laughs> to raise. Race.
0: That's interesting. That's yeah. Interesting. So, so I definitely want to want to get back.
1: Yeah. So I was very nervous. Um. But once you get on the track, it's oh yeah,
0: you just, do your like, thing. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Okay. Great. Great. I definitely want to get back to some of that. Um. That that mental capacity. But um. How did you? So talking about your high school career and. We talked a little bit about it before we before we started but how did you um get to being involved in track and field being that you know you may have been doing other things before that so how did you come from doing what you were doing to now doing track in high school
1: so okay so i played soccer from when i was like a really little kid Mm -hmm. my dad's a soccer player (laughs) so soccer was the thing that me and all of my siblings i have three brothers so all of us played soccer at some point. Um, I probably maybe stuck with like sports longer than most okay. of my other brothers. Interesting. Um, but well, they played sports yeah. but they would like change up a little more than I did. I just played, I played soccer all throughout elementary high or elementary middle school. Um, and then when I got to high school during tryouts for soccer, I ended up Breaking my ankle. Oh, wow. Okay. um Well, ankle, yeah. top of the foot, but it was something where, like, I didn't even notice until like a oh, no wow. week okay. after it happened. So, yeah, I ended up not being able to play soccer my freshman year. And then um, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to get back in shape for uh, track. Well, I'm going to get back mm-hmm. in shape for soccer okay. by running track. And the way that happened. Mika uh-huh. always tells me that she told me <laughs> I should run track. Yeah. So Tamika Jameson, one of the twins. Yeah, she's fun. my best friend now. But she tells me that she saw me in PE and told me I should run track. I don't remember that, Your- but maybe, because <laughs> I really don't remember how, I think in my head, I was yeah. just like, I need to get back in shape. Um, but, and I was trying to do other things, like
0: uh-huh. dance and of all other, and stuff. other stuff. I'm yeah. just like,
1: I'm gonna figure out something to do because I need to be involved with something. But, yeah, I think track came about um, because Mika was like, you should run track. And so I didn't start off with Coach Dunham. I actually started off with Coach Mm -hmm. Donald Harrison. Uh, He's a doctor now. I
0: remember him as well. Um,
1: But, yeah, so he is who I was training with first, um, with, like, Mm -hmm. Tashima and Shiloh. I think all of us were in that group um training at first and then eventually like yeah. by cross country I was okay. Um but yeah so I think I started off just trying to get in shape and then um coach Jenner was like you're really good. Um I thought I was gonna be <laughs> As ever, as most <laughs> as people do yeah. Yeah, I was... <laughs> So I was like, oh this is gonna be great. I'm gonna and, and run be real done. quick. <laughs> um, yeah. My first race was a 400 and I was super stressed. I think they were trying to gradually yeah, work kind me of
0: tricky. In. into. So I was
1: super stressed that I had to run a 400. I was like, Oh my God, I got to mm-hmm. get around the whole track. And then my next race <laughs> was a mile and I was like running super slow for mm-hmm. the first three laps. And people were like, my mom always says like, this mm-hmm. was at mm-hmm. Bowie state. So, um, it was like everybody was maybe 200 meters ahead of me, and I was just like, "No, I got to make it through this race. i like, running set. slow, and then I'll run fast the last 400." And my mom was like, "Why do we make her run track? Like she's so bad." <laughs> <laughs> like, she was like so embarrassed because I was way oh, behind man. everybody, but then I ended up catching everybody that in that crazy. race. So. It was kind of like, I just yeah, didn't want to yeah. die. And I didn't know if I could even run a mouse at that point. That's so, true. yeah. But pretty much just trying to get in shape.
0: So you I never went back to, to soccer back. after that first year? Awesome. Nope.
1: Nope. And actually, part of the reason why I was good at soccer okay, So I was so a midfielder. Part of the reason why I was good at yeah, soccer was
0: because running. All running.
1: Over the so place. I was like, well, got rid of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> this is even better. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah. So as you, as you matriculated over to soccer, I mean, away from soccer and, and, and to cross country and to track and field again with indoor and outdoor, was there a point where you kind of realized that this might be something I can further, I can, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to excel in this and I can further my education. I can do what, was there like a, a breaking point?
1: I didn't think about going to college for track until it was time to look okay. at scholarships and being recruited. Um, <clears throat> I My family is super big on academics. So I always was like, oh, I'm gonna get yeah. an academic scholarship. Like I had planned on yeah, going to school either way. Free, but I always was like, it's gonna be an academic scholarship. I'm gonna go to an <laughs> Ivy League school. Like, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, mm-hmm. I was in science and tech, like, so I was really, focused on school. And even even in track, like I would work out, we ended up doing more than I had mm-hmm. obviously expected when I started running track, like with the practices and how intense it was. I definitely didn't expect that when I joined. I <laughs> join. um, but it would be track pretty much, well, school all day, practice at night, and then
0: all night, homework
1: yeah. all night. Like I, I barely slept. And then um, a lot of times mm-hmm, we have morning mm-hmm. practice too. Like there'll be sometimes times when we do morning yeah. practice at the complex. And so I would, <laughs> my life was like just full of track yep. and school
0: yep.
1: the whole time. So, I mean, I definitely realized that I was getting better mm-hmm. rapidly. Um, I think, so- my sophomore year, the first year I ran cross country at States. I don't think I, I accidentally ended uh-huh. up running at States. Um, I think maybe somebody couldn't run or I can't remember mm-hmm. the exact story, but I hadn't planned on like yeah. being top five, you know, top five scores at, in cross country. <laughs> I hadn't planned on being top five. I was like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. in the race now. Like I'm going to run at States. Okay. And then I ended up scoring in the top five. Um, and I, I don't think we, did we win that year? I don't even remember yeah, that we year, that, year. Yeah, that year. I knew you guys were in the um, top
0: top three teams that year. I think you're.
1: Yeah. I don't remember if we won or um, got like second. I think, I think it was either yeah, we yeah. won or we got second, but um, yeah, I had, I was just like, Oh, cross country. I hate it, but this is what, about. but I definitely started to enjoy cross country more mm-hmm. as time went on. Yeah. I will say, um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna be that good at it. And then I just gradually started to get better. Um, and I think that actually kind of helped me. Like I didn't go in thinking, oh, I'm gonna be right. the best runner. I just kind of was just doing it like, oh, this is fun. I get to hang mm-hmm. out with my friends all the time. I get to travel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like So was so. that some of the kind of attitude you carried with um, just kind of being, you know, it's 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 fun, it's engaging more so than putting pressure on yourself to to execute a certain time or anything like that? Was there a time where you kind of like held yourself um, to that standard? Well,
1: yeah, so definitely that over time, I think Coach Dunn knew when to incorporate that in. So at the very beginning, I don't think it was like a mm-hmm. run this time. It was like, you could run this time if you really mm-hmm. applied yourself, but it wasn't like, you need to run this time in this race. Um, but over time, we all kind of, like the culture of the team was just like super disciplined. So I probably was the newest mm-hmm. runner maybe. Um, and so I kind of just fell in line. Like everybody yeah. was super disciplined. Yeah. You couldn't be yeah, you the didn't one did
0: not. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> so I just fell in line and, um, Pretty much, Coach General would be like, "Okay, if you do these workouts, you're going to be mm-hmm. able to run this time by this time." Yeah. And it was happening, so I was—I tr- yeah. just trusted him that if he said I was able to do it, then I so would be able to do, do awesome
0: it. So that's an awesome segue. So trust is, is definitely a big, a par- big part. And obviously, mm-hmm. as as I as I hear you, you know, talk about that interaction with with your coach, so. Would you say that there was there was a high level of, of trust and belief in, in everything that was being prescribed, everything that was being done? Because because you saw it start coming to fruition.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think in the beginning, I didn't know mm-hmm. what was supposed to happen. I kind of just like, I'm going to run, whatever happens, happens. So wasn't I didn't have pressure in my mind put on him like, oh, you yeah. need to make me like this. It, I just kind of was like well I'm mm. running we'll see what happens but then he would tell me okay this you just need to do these workouts they're difficult but if you follow what you're supposed to be doing you'll be able to run this time it it helped that we were actually yeah winning definitely stuff so that's yeah. good motivation um but yeah so I pretty much didn't feel the need, like it wasn't really a trust thing mm-hmm. in the very beginning it kind of was just like yeah I don't really care what mm-hmm. how this turns out and then after a while it became like well everything he says is going to yeah. happen is happening so you trust so I trust yeah. that he knows that's
0: good that's good
1: yeah and it, it was a little difficult transitioning to yeah. other coaches <laughs> I can admit because I the trust definitely was not I expected at that point, I came in with the expectation, like, this is how right. I am coached. This is how coaches who are successful right. will coach me. And when it wasn't the same, it kind of was like, mm, "Do right. you know how to coach me. I I know you know how to coach because you mm-hmm. have a good program. But how I don't to know
0: coach me. That's a great, coach a great that. that's a great point. Um, so, so so discussing that a lot of. um a lot of athletes that have success you know on the high school level uh uh you know i attribute you know some of that to to the relationships you have with your high school coaches how much they how much high school coaches you know put into knowing and understanding you and then when you transition a lot of times to the collegiate level it's obviously not absolutely more for business but Um, but just in the way, I guess they necessarily build relationships with, 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 um, with their athletes and things like that, sometimes not even, um, reaching back maybe to ask the the high school coach, Hey, you know, what's this or that, how was, how was that for you? And some Mm -hmm. of, as you were talking about Mm -hmm. a little bit, how was some of that for you and transitioning?
1: So I will say initially my coaches at NC state tried to coach me how they know how to coach Mm -hmm. an 800 runner. Uh, Or 800. So the thing is, I was an 800 runner, I was good at cross country. But I still was like a trained to do sprints. And even though I ran cross country, I still needed to have like my sprint training and all that, which is weird. I I think it was weird for them to think of because to them, I was a top down 800 runner. But you can't strictly train me like a top-down eight hundred runner because I was sprinting. Like Coach Dunham made sure that we were doing sprints, we were doing Mm -hmm. parachutes and harnesses, like all that stuff was important. And that's not important to a not at all. Yeah, not at all. Trying to train you eight hundred. So, yeah, initially, what they were trying wasn't working with me. And then, not to mention, I got sick multiple times my freshman year. I got pneumonia. So trying to come back in between that and like rushing yeah. my base. So coach Dunham also stressed the importance mm-hmm. of a base as well, but I didn't have as many interruptions in high school as I did when I got to college. So then I'm trying to rush my base and then I lost my base because I'm out, like not able to get yeah. out of bed for two weeks from pneumonia, and then they're like, okay, well, outdoor's coming up. We're gonna try and get you ready for outdoors. so let's hurry up and get your base up. Right. But that doesn't really right. work. So, wow. yeah, so it was just a lot of, like, trying to navigate all of the interruptions that were happening, trying to navigate, how do I deal with this non-traditional right. 800 runner? Um, and so, initially, actually my first mm-hmm. cross country season my freshman year was really good i did really well and then after that things kind of went downhill (laughs) um because that's when i got sick and then it was constant injury like trying to come back too fast yeah yeah so i mean and i never really recovered after that which i think Mm -hmm. is a blessing in disguise because my academics and what i ended up doing moving forward i don't think i could have been super competitive and done all all that i did Yeah, but um, they did eventually, like when things Mm -hmm. weren't working out, they reached back to Coach Dunham and tried to figure out like, what can we do? But I think by that point, it was a little too late in terms of like me being able to adjust physically, but also mentally. Yeah, Because I wasn't used to like training so hard and not getting results. Like I think I trained way harder and my workouts were way harder mm-hmm. in college. In high school, I felt like my workouts Looking were easy. Back. Like they were, they were. It maybe in that specific, yeah, rep that I had, I might have thought it was hard. But my overall workout, and we had some, we definitely yeah. had some hard workouts. But I wouldn't say like practice was so difficult right. for me. Like they were difficult workouts, yeah. but I still enjoyed it. In college, it was,
0: like, misery.
1: <laughs> like, going to practice was terrible. And then part of that was also, like, so I came into college with a Correct. big expectation. Not me, Correct. but they yeah. had huge expectations for me just because of how I performed yep. in high school. Um, so they immediately threw me with the people who were already mm-hmm. top performing, which I probably should have been able to run with them. But it's just, it was just...
0: Yeah. different kinds yeah. of workouts
1: again yeah. they're top down no that runners. definitely true top down. But that
0: definitely matters it, so, and, and sometimes the philosophies yeah. are, are, are just geared away just so a little bit different and and it doesn't work necessarily for for you know for everyone yeah, yeah. so um did you have any kind of um, idols or any people that while you were in high school that you know professional track people are You know that you that you kind of followed or knew or or maybe a teammate or or an opponent or somebody that you were like, hey, I you know I want to be like them a little bit.
1: Honestly, no, I didn't know anyone who ran track. Like, I didn't know. I it helped me like when it came to competition because you know a lot of people will get into a race with someone who's known to be really good, but I didn't pay attention to track at all. So to me, they were just another random person in my race. So I wouldn't be intimidated cool. by that. As I started to get to know who people were, then I'd be more yeah. stressed out in my race. But yeah, before, at the very beginning, I was just like, I don't know any of these people. And then, you know, I'm obviously with mm-hmm. like Mika and Keisha and they mm-hmm. know yeah. track. <laughs> so they are like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. You're and like, so okay. and i like, oh, that's an Olympian.
0: And I'm just like, <laughs> eh,
1: okay yeah i knew i learned about most people in track once Mm -hmm. i started running track and seeing like professionals at track meets yeah i didn't know that's cool i thought
0: that's gonna be but my dad
1: definitely knew so he i mean he'll mention someone but honestly i really Mm -hmm. didn't care back then because i didn't like i was saying i didn't really have a huge interest in watching track
0: yeah yeah that's, um, back then, so, so that's gonna be a, yeah. it's gonna be an interesting question coming up later then to see who 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 you do, who you do remember. <laughs> um, so and again, you may not kind of know a whole like you're saying a whole lot of history about Prince George's County track, but while you were in it, you I would say you definitely got a chance to see um, the competitive spirit that that was around you know the county championships, regional states, and everything like that. Um, what what are some of the things you think that that makes our county? kind of so highly competitive or, or have that, you know, have that drive, um, to, to, to be good in track and field. Mm.
1: Hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that the reason why that's such a difficult question for me to answer is because Mm -hmm. I didn't pay attention to anybody else. Um, Like, I know how our team was, and outside of that, you know, I had friends on other teams that I, but when it came to, like, structure Mm -hmm. of their team and how they operated, I really didn't pay attention at all. Um, I kind of was in my own world. Like, a lot of people would say, Marika, sports, or track, or school. Like I wasn't that's doing funny. anything else that's really funny. outside of that, so I think I had tunnel vision. So I I don't know if I can even speak on that. Like even trying to think back, like I, I feel like I could speak on my team, but it's hard for as me a to whole, speak yeah, on yeah, other yeah. team. That's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But that's definitely some 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 dead set focus that that seems that you you know you had, but also maybe not even taking it so seriously as well. You know you you were going through.
1: Yeah, I think part of the focus was me being yeah. shy. <laughs> like my, I had friends who were very outgoing and knew everybody, but I wasn't the one who was yeah. like, you know, yeah. just talking to people. So I think partially me being kind of shy, I was just like, well, yeah. I'd rather just yeah. speak
0: to myself. Yeah. I definitely don't remember, remember uh, you being like loud or, or running around talking, oh, you know, you run your race. Because a lot of times I may be at the table, or I may be with the finish links or something, or wherever, and you'd run your race and you'd get over, go about your business. You know, you you finish and go cool down and, and do what you do, get ready for your next your next event. So I didn't I didn't see you you know mm-hmm. causing a whole yeah. lot of hoopla at all. So um, <laughs> it, um, definitely your um your your parents. It seems like your dad and stuff was was also instrumental just in supporting you. How did how did uh, and your mom? How did um? How did that go through high school, and then uh, how did you feel as you you know transitioned to now being a young adult in college and stuff? As as far as their support.
1: Yeah, so I mean, both of them. So my dad's mm-hmm. an engineer, so he was like super focused on yeah. school, school, school. Um, my mom too. Both Caribbean right. parents, so guilty. They <laughs> <Yeah>. were <laughs> like. School yeah. before anything. My dad was also mm. into sports a lot. My mom, not so much. But my mom is the type of person like, as long as you're not doing anything illegal, yeah, she's yeah. supporting you a hundred percent. Like she yeah. goes hard, and you probably heard her attract me. So
0: she was the one making she, the noise. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: yes. Well, no, my dad too. They yeah. both. They're
0: both.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're very supportive when it came to track and school equally. It was kind of like, you have yeah. to do both. I'm gonna make sure that you're able mm-hmm. to do both, but you gotta do both. Um, so uh, then going into college, that was another thing. So it went from everybody was at my track meets and cross country meets. Um, yeah. So definitely my mom, of course. Um, but then even like my dad, like mm-hmm. family members would come from out of mm-hmm. town and go to my track meets and stuff um, to in college, it yeah. being completely different. Like every now and then they would come to a cross country meet, track meet. And then the fact that I wasn't doing as well, I think mentally that kind of was like, are you not coming? Yeah. yeah. Not doing yeah. as well. Or, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm in North and Carolina yep. and you're in Maryland. So it's not even easy and my little brother was still Mm. in high school definitely so it's not as easy just pick up and go yeah come to all of my stuff yeah but i think that also played a role mentally like okay well my parents aren't as excited to be at all of these things because Mm. i'm not running as well so i don't know it was a little it was a little rough like that whole transition from everything working very Mm. well for me to to like struggling was a difficult one but I mean I think once I got past it yeah yeah
0: no um um Danae Ford who um you know was was down around your time as well that was down there at NC Mm -hmm. State she um you know she also you know expressed you know some of those challenges and and some of those things but but, um, you know, based on what I have in front of me, you all you two did exceptionally well, you know, uh, coming out of coming out of that, you know, coming out of that school and, um, um, you know, definitely reached some heights that I knew that, um, you know, both she and I'm sure you had in you from the start, because same, you know, she has, you know, Caribbean parents, West Indian parents and, and stuff. And it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys are down there you know, struggling a little bit and and she didn't even have the same amount of success that you did in high school. We were successful, but, but not, um, not at the same level of success, but I was just always impressed on how, um, you know, how you guys navigated the time and just, you know, kept pushing ahead kind of for the big picture, you know, for you, for the careers you guys were looking Mm -hmm. for that you are now enjoying. Yeah.
1: There was definitely a point in time where I was like, okay, I, oh no, I don't know if I ever fully was like, it's not mm-hmm. gonna work out for me um, as far as track goes. But there will be time frames where I'm like, okay, yeah. traction just not it like <laughs> anymore. So I got to focus on school. So school really was always my priority, even like talking to my coaches. There were, I was in an engineering program. There were many classes that are offered mm-hmm. one time uh, in the day in the semester, could be right in the middle of practice. Um, and I just would tell my coaches, like, okay, well, I won't be at practice those days. We have to do morning practice. So they would they did a, a good job of, like, okay, you can't come to afternoon practice because of this class. Every every time you can't come to afternoon practice, we have you working out by yourself yeah, yeah, for morning yeah. practice, which I played think also the,
0: yeah.
1: Was, yeah played a role. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. It was a definitely, whole lot going definitely.
0: on. Um, yeah would you, but you, you looking back just at the experience as a whole, you know, being involved in track and field and everything like that as a, as a totality, you would say then that, that you have, you have pretty fond memories of, of, of it all, of it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. high school. Yeah. Great memories. That's probably, I don't know. Well, undergrad yeah. was pretty great. But not <Yeah>. But I was I would say definitely as far as track high school was the best, like up until that point, that was yeah, the best yeah, time definitely, of my life. For sure. Um <clears throat> that time frame of like traveling uh-huh. and training and like how close me and my teammates were, like it was a really good time for me. And then even in college, it was just great for other reasons like mm-hmm. being independent. Um it wasn't That being engulfed with traveling like it was it was for a whole different reason why I enjoyed um really being in college college. but also all of my friends now
0: yeah came from track
1: so like in yeah in college all my college friends were my teammates and we're very close still so I don't regret running yeah. track obviously you, they paid yep, for there you school go as well <laughs> so yeah. i definitely don't regret it um and there were times where i was doing better but it was the only difficult thing about that is more the expectation i, I think me by, mm-hmm. by myself yeah. i'm good yeah. with how everything turned out but there's always the expectation that everybody yeah. else had of me That's- that mm-hmm. I hear yeah. every now and then. So I'm like, yeah, like it didn't turn out how it's everybody thought it was. Yeah, thought it was going to yeah. turn out. Yeah, but um, so so that was kind of disappointing. And then even seeing people at track meets, like, yeah, like what's yeah.
0: going on with yeah. these? you? Know, it's, it's definitely
1: <laughs> so. It was. It's more the outside people that you know put more pressure kind of on me into that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. But as far as like me by myself Mm -hmm. being satisfied with how everything turned out like I see how everything aligned and that's good I'm happy about
0: that what bit of advice would you give for like a current high schooler now just even just even just high school advice not necessarily you know transitioning to college just making it making it you know worth it making it um beneficial for them as a high school runner or some things that kind of you may have done as a like I said you were real lighthearted and you, you, you trained extremely hard, obviously, but you didn't, you didn't make it your, your all and only thing. So what was some advice you'd give to like a current kid now?
1: Yeah, well, it wasn't my all and only thing because yep. I had to go to school, but it was really my only okay. thing outside of school. Like that was my only focus outside of school. Um, I, wasn't super social. So it, that was easy for me to do. But I would definitely say, like, don't put a whole bunch of pressure and expectation on yourself, because that's when I started to not do as well as when there was all that pressure and expectation. Um, kind of things are just going to turn out how they're supposed to do as long as you definitely all the extra modalities and the little things that you think Mm -hmm. aren't important at the time that your coaches are telling you to do so now i'm a biomechanist and i you know study Uh the importance of all those things so i definitely i wish i knew back then what i know now in terms of like the mechanics and all those specifics because i think i would yeah knowing the why i think is important um it's hard for high school athletes yeah, to care about yeah. the why. <laughs> because a lot of times they're not going to be as focused. Like there, there are those exceptions that end up being mm-hmm. like star athletes, like they're focused from day one, but my focus really came from default. Like I wanted to be at the parties and I wanted to be social and hanging out, but my
0: parents <laughs>
1: weren't having it. So, <laughs> so yep. that helped me in the end, but um yeah, I would just say like not putting so much pressure on yourself and having this huge expectation, but still putting the work in so that you give yourself right. a chance
0: to succeed. To succeed. That's awesome. Um, so the, the, one of the final segments um, is a, a rapid fire, kind of just think off the top of your head, but it's going to be interesting what you say with the, with, with with one of them because oh. <laughs> you you didn't, um like I said, you didn't really have an I guess a natural competitor I think you might have hopefully you have at least one so there's three questions real quick um, and just whatever pops into your into your head um, um, you just spit it out for me so which competitor okay. this is back in high school which competitor or you if you remember the team I'll say for you which competitor or um, or team were you most intimidated or excited to race back then
1: intimidated was Daniel Toro. She was the person who, it was like, okay, well, Daniel Torres was going to be in your race. By the time I started to know who people were, it was like, okay, really the main thing you probably would remember would be the DMR at uh, one of the nas- indoor nationals where we were like super far ahead and she caught me. But we kind of <laughs> knew that was going to happen. So it was kind of like prepare for Marika to be able. Yeah. Outright. She's going to she's going to yeah, close the try match. to hang on. But yeah, so Daniel Toro definitely was the person team probably Saratoga Springs.
0: Nice. Like that was
1: like the nice the, the target that's a, that's for us. Um cuz they were the best and like I said cross country, well, yeah. I don't know if I said this, but cross country became my focus mm-hmm. for a while. Um just because that's where I was the best at. I guess the mode kind of switched when it was time, like to yeah. focus on pen relays. So it was like it was a focus on Nike after pen relays. It was start training and get your base together and focus Nike because Nike. we got to make yeah. it to Nike team national. And then after Nike team nationals, the switch was right. okay. Pen relays, like yeah. that is our focus. Um, so yeah, for pen relays, we it was the Jamaican mm-hmm. teams, obviously, yeah. like Homewood Tech. Edwin Allen, like those were the teams that we were focusing on, but not really uh, individually as much as like these are the teams that we're gonna, we're trying to beat. And then when it came to cross country and like more distance races, it was Saratoga Spurs. Great. Race. That's great. Um, yeah, but Daniel we'll Toro, I never forget that's, that. That's name. great.
0: So, other than what, which, uh, what you feel your marquee event is, which was your favorite event? Other than you your mark, so yeah, other, other than, than the 800, 800. What was your favorite?
1: Um, In high school, definitely okay.
0: cross country. Okay, I like
1: it. Yeah, well, so the thing is, I thought the 400 was so easy. Like, that was the easiest race to me. It was kind of like, oh, after I've run everything run, else, Coach Dunn might be run, like, a 400. Going, run a 400. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't say that's, like, my favorite because I wasn't trying to, like, win. I wasn't super focused. It was kind of like, oh, if I don't feel like doing another race, I'm okay that I get to do 400. (laughs) But cross country was, like, my focus. Like, okay, I'm really trying Mm -hmm. to win states. I'm really trying to place at nationals. That's pretty cool. Last
0: one for rapid fires. What was your least favorite workout in high school?
1: we used to have
0: (laughs) you only get to choose one you only get to choose one
1: okay um, I'll say definitely the least favorite was repeat 400s but it was like a few repeat 400s at like 60 so those were always the worst like it was like racing back to back multiple times and we would have like a longer break in between but it was just like you're racing over and over again it wasn't the, work, the type of workout that you could like get into the rhythm of so that, that, that
0: is you know just don't know how tick that that tickles me because you're like number four of who answered that repeat 400 workout my my first episode um when i had um a gentleman young man on there alpha lobby aroma ray that was his that was his least mm-hmm. favorite workout was was the repeat quarters and um he was, he was he was still thinking back about you know he had to eat light that day because because he knew he would be hurting
1: Mm-hmm. that was the worst yeah that was definitely the worst workout like the one where because all the other workouts we kind of were just going to make the time like we're doing the workout it gets difficult but you're going to make the times the 400s though that's the workout where yeah. we might yeah. not make the times yep. like and then coach Dunn will go crazy like you guys are really <laughs> fast enough and we're like
0: yeah. What are we supposed yeah. to do? We're racing. That's funny. So we're going to talk about that statement in a second too before we close out. But, but I but I'm loving hearing about cross country. And the reason to say I'm loving to hear that um, is because, and you you probably you know and see it um, within the county within Prince George's County. It, I would I would beg to say it's tough to be a, a elite cross country runner just because of the pressure of it not being focused. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of tell me why you what was enjoyable for you about cross country was being you know because it's definitely different than track and field. Um, if yeah. I'm
1: being a hundred percent honest, I think it's because I was so good, at it. <laughs> and it was, and I could actually stand mm-hmm. out for it. Like our whole team was good at track, but I know when we got to cross country, like. I yeah. could stand out, and I yeah. was going to be good at it. So did it come? Did it come I mean, easy? Did you feel? Did you, you feel
0: like cross country may have came a little bit easier for you?
1: Um, not in those <laughs> actual races. Uh, I think after no, after a while, it started to come easier. Like I kind of was just focused and pushing myself, and I started to realize like if I push myself, I can do what I'm yeah. pushing myself to do. Like, it seems like it's about to be difficult if I try to go mm-hmm. to another gear, but it never was as difficult as in my head I thought it was going to be to, like, shift to the next gear. So I think, I mean, I, I think I just yeah. like to run long distances. Like, I didn't really get tired if I wasn't running too fast. The mile was my worst race because it was too fast for me to run okay. long but once I got past the mile or if I was, was below the
0: mile, I felt like my okay. So the mile was just the the, yeah. the, the the speed you had to run to run a fast time. And it was just a little bit too. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So yeah. um, that was this was this was a great, um, great, great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. So you mentioned you're um, in biomechanics right now. So tell me a little bit about kind of what, what you do, what you what you do with that.
1: OK, so. I do two things. So right now I'm a research consultant with Exponent. So it's a science and engineering consulting firm um, for just a mm-hmm. bunch of different companies. They're like partially reactive. So like if, if something goes wrong with the product, we do testing. But then on the other end, like product development, uh, helping a lot yeah. of well-known companies with like developing products and doing their testing and stuff like that. Um, And my focus is more sports biomechanics. Um, And so I do that. And then also I have my own business, basically teaching biomechanics principles to all different sports. My main focus Mm -hmm. is football and track just because that's where I get most of my clients. But um, yeah, so the same thing I was mentioning, like if back in high school, I knew the why, And like what I was Mm -hmm. trying to feel for and, you know, the differences, if I could recognize that and knew the cues, then a lot of stuff could be fixed immediately. It's just like you don't understand the why. So I started a business just doing that um, because of I I felt like a lot of athletes don't know the science behind it. And a lot of times they're just not being efficient, like they're they're working harder instead of do you think that that's that's
0: somewhat attributed to Jim just not having that kinesthetic awareness yet or or maybe not being implored by the coaches not developing that 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 kinesthetic awareness or
1: I think sometimes it's the work I I think they can get the like once they get the cues down they can fix it almost immediately most athletes that I've encountered that a coach might have a repetitive issue and they're trying to fix that repetitive issue. One cue right. usually can fix it. Granted, they muscle memory, they have to keep working at it to make it a permanent fix. But a lot of like overstriding, mm-hmm. for example, that's like one cue that can fix that because it's usually something while they're landing or something they're reaching for mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be. It's like a, a one adjustment can usually fix that. And it's, they just don't know yeah. what they're doing wrong. And it's hard to communicate that to them unless you just you know right practice right, communicating. right
0: okay well that's great so, we could probably talk about that for a whole bunch of time as well but um <laughs> that's great um again you know um definitely was gonna was interested in hearing the story and and um just um reliving some of those times um with you so um i look forward to you know continuing to hear good things from you and um and, um, you know, you definitely will be remembered in Prince George's County on having one of the, you know, one of the biggest, you know, shows, one of the biggest programs that, that, that came out and um, was able to represent Prince George's County in an exceptional way. So thanks for joining me and- um,
1: Thank you. Oh, and let me just plug the business that I mentioned is Adept, uh, ADEPT Movement Academy. So ADEPT Movement Academy
0: you can check out our guest, Marika Walker, at Adept Movement Academy. Thanks for listening to the Inside Track and Field podcast with Coach Carl Rose. We'll see you next time at the track, trying to go faster, higher, and further. Until next time, peace and blessings to all our listeners.